Welcome to the Moms Who Money podcast, where every week we chat about all things related to money, mom life, mindset, and spirituality. I'm your host, Eileen Joy, and I am a money and mindset coach for moms, teaching you how to confidently go from living paycheck to paycheck to making money easy. Money doesn't have to be hard. It is possible to break the chains, and I'm going to show you how. Get ready to join the Moms Who Money. Welcome back to the Moms Who Money podcast. I love being here with you every week. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're looking for a safe space to learn about money and how to make it easy, you've come to the right place. If you're a regular, welcome back. I'm truly so grateful for you because if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be here. If you've been loving the show, the content that I provide, and of course, if you love me, would you please help? The only way that this show will find its way to other women just like you is if you rate, review, and share. And if you're listening on Apple, iTunes, or Spotify, you can rate the show five stars, which literally takes one second, and you can do that quickly right now. If you're listening on Apple iTunes, you have the unique ability to write a review as well, which takes 30 seconds of your time. You can simply pause the show, go write your glowing review because no one likes a bad review, and then just come on back for today's topic, which I know you are going to love. Please also take a second to take a screenshot of today's episode and share it to your stories and socials. And remember to tag me at Eileen Joy Money Coach so I can give you a shout out. Also think about one person, one person that you haven't shared the show with yet that you know would really gain a lot of value from the show and take a screenshot and send it to that one person. Please remember that money is one of those taboo topics that your friends and family aren't really talking about. You know, like sex, politics, and religion, right? Those are all those taboo topics. And typically you don't go out for drinks with your friends and talk about your financial situation. So with your help, we can spread the word about Moms Who Money and Money School for Moms. And a simple share can change someone's life forever. I also have two private coaching spots open this month. And if you're serious about taking control over your financial situation, hop over to my website, momswhomoney.com, and schedule your consultation with me, and I'll help you get started. We'll discuss where you are now, where you want to be, and how I can help you get there. Student loans. This is such a huge topic that can go in so many different directions. And I can go on and on and on about the student loan forgiveness issue. That's the hot topic right now in 2023, but I'm not. I'm going to touch on it in case you have no idea what's going on. And then I would like to offer you a different perspective, as I love to do when it comes to money. All over the news right now, you're hearing about people complaining that they have to pay back this loan that they took out in good faith to pay for their higher education costs. And the only reason people are complaining about it right now is because during the pandemic, the government started toying around with different ways to possibly forgive some of this life-crushing debt. And there was a forbearance that was placed on student loans during COVID that kept getting extended. And if you don't know what a forbearance is, it's simply when your lender allows you to temporarily make a lower payment or no payment at all for a specific amount of time. But what it doesn't mean is that you never have to pay it back. It's just on a pause. Like when you're watching Netflix and you pause the movie for a bit and you go get more popcorn, but you come back and you finish the movie. (laughs) Or when uh, Ross and Rachel were on a break, right? They were on a break, but they got back together. (laughs) They were on a break. (laughs) 
then the government toyed with the idea that a portion of the loan might not have to be paid back for specific types of student loans. And this got people very excited. And they held on to that idea that their entire loan or a portion of their loan would be forgiven. Now that things are getting back to air quotes normal, whatever that means anymore, the government said no. These people took out a loan and they need to pay it back, which to some extent I, I do agree with. But what I don't agree with is the fact that we've been living blindly over our lifetime thinking that it's okay to take out loans for these ridiculous amounts of money. And what I find interesting is that when you go to take out a loan for a mortgage, your entire financial life is scrutinized by a team of underwriters. And remember, I was a mortgage underwriter for many years. And so you have to provide proof that you can pay back the loan that you're trying to get for the next 15 to 30 years. And the underwriters, they need a copy of your credit report to verify your excellent payment history. You need to prove that you have a job by providing your pay stubs, copies of your bank statements showing that you have enough cash for your down payment. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of the documentation. There's an extensive mortgage process that you need to go through just to purchase a home. The lenders don't want to lend money out to those who cannot afford to pay back the loan. And then we have credit cards. Ah, credit cards. Credit cards are like a chainsaw. Very useful, but yet so dangerous. Applying for a credit card is way too easy. You can quickly apply for a credit card on your phone in less than five minutes. And voila, you instantly have thousands of dollars to spend. But remember, this money is not yours. This is not a bonus check that you received from your job. It's another loan with an excruciating average interest rate of 20%. And if you don't pay that back in full every month, another 20%, another 20%, another 20%. Check out episode 16, Money is Air. And I go into way more depth on this topic. Auto loans are easier to obtain than a mortgage and also keep you in debt up to your eyeballs. Knowing that you don't have the cash to buy a car and you want the best car with all the options, so you go for it and you get the six-year car loan with an average payment, according to the credit reporting agency Experian, of $516 per month for a used car and $725 for a new car, average per month, right now in 2023. Many people I know are paying way more than the average. Did you know that the car payment is the biggest cost holding you back from building wealth? Right now, Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion, with a T, in just car loans. Last week on episode 66, How to Be or Not to Be a Millionaire, I spoke about the way that we approach our money determines whether or not you will be a millionaire. The easiest way to become a millionaire is to not have a car loan and just invest a minimum of $500 per month into your retirement account. It is really that simple. Millionaires don't have car loans and they drive used Toyotas and Hondas. Personally, before I understood this concept, I had gotten a six-year car loan for the car that I purchased after my car accident when my car was totaled and it was a mangled mess. I also made the mistake of wanting to buy a newer car than I had at the time. And so what happens is your insurance company will give you the cash for replacing the car that you have right now, not to purchase a newer vehicle that costs more. So what did I do? The car that I had before, I had paid cash for and I didn't have a car payment. But I wanted a newer car with less mileage and all the options, which required me to now have a new car payment. 
And after looking at how much the monthly payment would be for three years versus six years, I chose the six-year option. Then I realized what a mistake I had made after my purchase. And I could have purchased a similar vehicle to what I had before for about the cost that I received from my insurance company and not had a car payment. But now all of a sudden, I have to figure out where this extra money is coming from. Plus, my insurance payment also went up because of the newer vehicle. Thankfully, it was used, but it was basically new. My accident was in 2016, and I purchased the 2015 with 20,000 miles on it. I still have this car today. Once I realized what I did to myself, I did everything that I could to pay it off early. I called the lender to make sure that there was no prepayment penalty because some loans actually charge you a considerable fee to pay it off early. So this is something that you definitely want to ask up front when obtaining any kind of loan, but make sure that it has no prepayment penalty. So once I confirmed that there was no prepayment penalty, I was able to pay my six-year car loan off in three years. Then instead of spending all that extra cash on whatever, I put my money to work for me and invested it each month instead of throwing it away. Please understand, a car is not an asset, it's a liability. Remember, assets put money in your wallet and liabilities take money out of your wallet. So a car is simply something to get you from point A to point B. The second you drive it off the lot, it automatically loses value. Really wrap your mind around this. Every single day that you own your car, it loses value. So paying your car off as fast as you can or sell it or just get something less expensive. Just go save yourself. This simple calculation is what really blew my mind and made me want to pay my own car off as fast as I could. Are you ready for this? I want to give you a simple example. All right, so think about this. Say that you're 35 years old. You're planning to retire at 65, which is the average retirement age these days. You currently have zero, absolutely nothing invested in the market right now. And you start to contribute 500 bucks per month. That's it, 500 bucks a month. So from the age of 35 to 65, you're investing $500 per month into the stock market. The average rate of return for the S&P 500 has been about 12% over the last 35 years. So at the end of 30 years, at only investing $500 per month, Starting with zero, $1,747,480. Or you could have a car payment. I love not having a car payment. What's your car payment right now? What if you invested it instead? Keep your car. Why do you constantly need a new car? Oh, that's right. The Joneses. I know you said that with me. I know you're paying attention. <laughs> What if you didn't feel like you had to keep upgrading your life, all the things in your life? What if you didn't have to get a new car every three years? What if you didn't have to keep moving to a slightly larger home unless, you know, you've got a ton of kids and you really need the space? What if you didn't have to keep buying random things just to get that dopamine hit to your brain? What if your kids didn't have a ridiculous amount of student loans when they graduate? What if your kids were presented with different options than you were when you were growing up? What if your kids were responsible for paying for their own education and their own car and investing their own money? What are you saying to yourself right now? How is that possible? Well, listen, the process to obtain a student loan is quite the opposite of purchasing a home. Basically, you have to show that you don't have any money. The less you have, the better. The less you have, the more you'll qualify for a student loan. I mean, how backwards is this? 
Really let that sink in. Many of the moms I work with agonize about having too much money. Too much money so their kids won't get a student loan. Their kids have too much money and they won't get a loan. Oh my God. (laughs) You have to basically prove that you can't pay the loan back. Is this sinking in? What if your kids were able to pay for their own education? Wow, what a concept. You might even still be paying for your own student loan right now. And now you're thinking about it and you're getting angry. Well, good, because please stop and really let this sink in. Student loans are a scam. This happened to you. Don't let it happen to your kids too. In this country, we are taught by our own government that it's, air quotes, normal to borrow money to pay for things and you'll just pay it back over time. But if you're doing that for everything, you'll absolutely never get ahead. You'll just be stuck in the debt trap forever. So how can you get ahead if you're borrowing more money than you make just trying to keep up with everybody else? So please see how ridiculous all of this is. And all you do is work harder and harder and harder to climb the corporate ladder or to get to the next level in your professional career to make more money, and then you're completely burnt out with nothing to show for it except for a lot of shiny things that no one else cares about. And then you're stuck with the bill at the end of the day, which just keeps you running on the hamster wheel. So one of the first things that your kids experience is the opportunity to have their own credit card once they go away to school. While they're walking around campus, their table's set up with people giving away t-shirts and frisbees and credit cards and swag. (laughs) credit cards and more swag. And they're just giving this away in exchange for completing an application for the credit card, right? Free money is what most college students think because they're not taught otherwise. And this is when the debt trap starts. Credit cards and student loans. What a way to start your adult life. Personally, I graduated college with $30,000 of just credit card debt, not student loans, credit card debt. This way of thinking just seriously needs to stop. Think about it right now. Right now, the total amount of federal student loans owed is $1.6 trillion. Trillion with a T. Like car loans, trillion with a T. This includes about 43 million student loan borrowers from across the country, which also includes Parent PLUS loans. So remember, what I teach you is to think differently about your money than the average human. What if there was a way to stop this madness? You know what? There is with you. If these generational patterns keep going, everyone is doomed. You learned about money from your parents and the environment, as I constantly talk about, and you can review in episode three, your money story. You have either already programmed or are programming your kids now with your money story and how they should deal with money. And if we continue to keep up with the Joneses and just follow along with what other average Americans are doing, you will seriously never get ahead and neither will your kids. Embrace the fact that there's another way. It's the opposite of what most average Americans are doing. And if you're saying to yourself, I have no idea how to do this, then keep listening. First of all, you need to understand that your kids are watching everything you're doing, money or not. They're learning from you. Have you heard that story about the family that always cuts the sides off their holiday ham before they put it in the oven? They did it because that's what grandma always did. Come to find out that the pan grandma had was too small for the ham, so she had to make it smaller to fit the pan. So you see what I mean. So you're always teaching your kids even when you don't think you are. This is a simplistic example of a generational pattern. They do come in all shapes and sizes. So step one is for you to become financially literate. And that starts with awareness. You being here today is step one. 
becoming aware of what's happening to you, around you, and to your kids blindly. Awareness opens your eyes to new possibilities and opportunities for yourself and your family. Start paying attention to your money. No one likes to be ignored, not even your money. And if you feel stuck, get help. I do have two coaching spots open this month, so hop over to momswhomoney.com to schedule your consultation. We'll talk about where you are now, where you want to be, and how I can help you get there. Money School for Moms, my group program to learn everything you didn't learn about money in school, might also be an option for you as well. What if the number one most important new way of thinking about money is that you're responsible for your own income and your own creation of wealth, and then you teach your kids? Let me blow your mind. When your kids or grandchildren are born, as soon as possible, you set up an investment account for them, whether it's a 529 or a brokerage account with you as the custodian, because, you know, kids can't have their own accounts until they're 18. So your name needs to be on it. You can even set it up while you're pregnant and then start contributing when they're born. Yes, you really can. So you immediately start contributing to the account. 529s have way more restrictions than a brokerage account. So depending upon your situation, you could do both. The more you can start with, the better and keep contributing until they start working. And then they'll go ahead and start contributing themselves. This way, they'll be set for life. They'll be able to buy their own cars, pay for college if they decide to go, and be open to so much choice and opportunity. Your kids need a financial education too. They need to learn how to save, invest, give, and spend smartly. The four buckets, right? When they learn the four buckets, as soon as they start making money, and that includes getting an allowance, then when they start working for money on their own, it'll be so easy for them to save, invest, give, and spend smartly. If you don't understand how to manage $1,000, you won't be able to manage $10,000, $100,000, or even a million dollars. It's like when people win the lottery and then it's gone in a couple of months because they just don't know how to manage the money. All we're doing is spending, right? Money management is a skill. It's a skill that no one teaches in school. And you're just expected to know how to do it. So when it comes time for your kids to go to college, there are so many alternative options to approach going to school. Obviously, it depends on their major, if they know what they want to do or not. And there's a whole keeping up with the Joneses movement with college too. Depending upon your child's major, unless it's a specialized major where you won't get hired unless you go to a specific type of school, at the end of the day, as long as you have a degree for most jobs, it doesn't matter where you went to school, even if it's an online school. Going to a four-year school is getting quite expensive. And then if their major requires some more type of advanced degree in order to move forward with their career, it costs even more. It's mind-blowing at how many professionals have dedicated years and years to their education and hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then they're expected to pay it back. Imagine starting out your life and wanting to purchase a home, but you have a student loan that costs just as much as a house. The American dream has turned into the American debt trap for the average American. It's so sad. So how do we avoid this debt trap? Stay away from it. That's it. Stay away from it. Make informed and educated money decisions. Help your kids to think differently about money and teach them now, no matter how old they are. Give them a chance to avoid all the scams and the traps that lay ahead of them. Remember that game Mousetrap? Don't let them get caught in it. You can start thinking about college no matter how old your kids are now. Whether they're really little or they're approaching college age, it's the same thinking about your own retirement. It's your responsibility to save for your own financial future. You're always saving and investing for yourself, and your kids are always saving and investing for themselves, for their own future. 
then they will teach their kids to do the same. This is what stops the generational patterns of staying in the debt trap. There's so many ways to approach paying or not paying for college. Instead of following along with everyone else, take some time to look into these options and see what would work best for your kids. There are so many alternative college funding options where you don't have to pay it back and you're able to use as many options as you can. Obviously, the best one, number one, is scholarships. Scholarships are the absolute best funding source for college. They're free. You don't need to pay it back. And your kids can apply for as many scholarships as they can. And the more you apply to, the better, because then your chances are better at getting more money. And there's no limit on how much money you can receive from them either. And there's so many different types of scholarships out there. And the earlier you start applying, the better. They can be funded by the federal and state governments, universities, private organizations, and some are even based on merit and some on financial need. Many local businesses too, they provide scholarships as a way to give back to the community. The more funding that you can get through scholarships, the less you need to find elsewhere. And grants. Grants are similar to scholarships where they don't need to be paid back. They just work a little differently. So grants are based on financial need and are offered by the federal and state governments, universities, colleges, and even some nonprofit organizations. There's specific requirements that need to be met to qualify for all the grants. And that fun FAFSA form, the Free Application for Federal Student Aid, is a mandatory document that needs to be completed for federal grants. The other grants, not so much. So just keep applying for as many grants as you possibly can. Look for them everywhere because they are everywhere. Work-study programs are a part of the federal student aid program. And this option allows your child to earn some money while working in a program with approved jobs while going to school. And the great part is, is that most of these jobs are on campus and that they're at places like the dining hall, the library, the campus gym, laboratories, and other types of facilities. And this income is used to help pay for tuition. Another alternative is to be a teacher's assistant or an RA, a resident assistant. There's so many other options. Just ask the school. Some schools will even give you free room in a return for being an RA. Again, you have to complete the FAFSA form to see if you qualify for a federal work-study program. Although, many universities do have their own work-study programs where you don't have to complete the FAFSA form. And most of these university work-study programs will also provide reduced tuition because you work directly for the university. Another option is get a part-time job. If your child can't find or doesn't qualify for work-study, Captain Obvious would tell you, go get a part-time job. <laughs> it can be on or off campus. Just use a large portion of that cash to pay for school expenses. Your child will also have a higher income earning opportunity going this way because you're not limited to the program-only sponsored jobs. And you'll have a huge variety of jobs to choose from, from all around the area. Also, getting a part-time or a full-time job during school breaks will create even more income. And that will be even just even more beneficial. Also, many schools do offer payment plans where you're able to pay over time instead of all up front at the beginning of each semester. So as your child makes money at their job, they can make payments on their tuition. Many schools don't charge interest on these types of payment plans, but some do. So you have to find out up front what the details are. Also find out what the fees are if any payments happen to be paid late. This is a really cool one. Employer sponsorships. There are so many corporations now that offer alternative funding for college students. Some companies offer tuition reimbursement if they agree to work for that company for a specific amount of time. 
And here's a surprising list of companies that help pay for college tuition. Ready? Starbucks, Chipotle, AT&T, McDonald's, UPS, FedEx, Amazon, The Home Depot, Wells Fargo, Target, Lowe's, Procter & Gamble, Bank of America, Fidelity, Publix, Apple, Verizon, Disney, Oracle, Taco Bell, Smuckers, Chevron, Best Buy, Deloitte, and Walmart. The list really goes on and on and on. I mean, I could keep going. There are so many companies that offer these amazing perks. And they also offer other amazing perks besides tuition reimbursement in regard to career accelerator programs. So this is definitely another route to look into. Another one is a really kind of a no-brainer. It's going to a two-year community college to reduce costs, especially if your child doesn't know their major yet. I went to a two-year school before I transferred, and I'm really glad that I did. I lived at home, and I went to school. So much easier to transfer credits to your university than you really think it is. The Transfer Admissions Counselor helps everyone to transition. It's really seamless. And another option that many students are not doing, which is so cool, is entrepreneurship. Start a business while you're in school. There's all different types of businesses, all levels of businesses that you can do to make extra money. Here's a list of companies that were founded by students while going to college. Microsoft, Bill Gates and Paul Allen. Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg. Yahoo, want to go Yahoo? Jerry Yang and David Filo. Reddit, Steve Huffman and Alexis Ohanian. WordPress. Matt Mullenweg, Google, Larry Page and Sergey Brin, Time Magazine, Britton Haddon and Henry Luce, Napster, Sean Fanning, Dell, Michael Dell, Tripod, Bo Peabody and Brett Hershey, and 1-800-GOT-JUNK, Brian Scudamore. There are so many. You can just Google on and on and on about how many companies were created while people were going to college. And I love Brian's story about 1-800-GOT-JUNK and how he got started. I saw a great interview with him explaining all about how he created this company while he was going to school. He literally had the idea while he was in a McDonald's drive-thru and he saw a beat up old truck offering junk removal services that was right in front of him in the drive-thru. And he thought to himself, I can do better than that. And he did. He founded his company with $700 from his own savings account to purchase a truck and started his biz called The Rubbish Boys, and their tagline was, we'll stash your trash in a flash. His business took off way faster than he thought that it would, and now 30 years later, he's franchised in Canada, the U.S., and Australia, and has like a billion-dollar business. Started because he was sitting at the McDonald's drive-thru and just followed through on what he thought about. All you gotta do is follow through on it. There's so many creative options to pay for school, there really are. There's so many. I could keep going. Before even thinking about applying for any student loans, research all of these alternative ways to pay for school up front with free money and or get a job. So, you know, your kids won't have to graduate with student loans so big that they'll be well into their 40s or 50s paying it off. The money that's generated from their investment accounts will also be able to offset all this cost of paying for school. How old are your kids now? There's a lot to think about no matter what their age, but when they're really little is the best time to start getting them set up for life. But no matter how old they are or where they are in life, now is the best time to start.
when they understand from an early age that they need to create wealth for themselves, for their own future, it will be no surprise and no big deal as they grow up. This will automatically be their plan for this and they'll be prepared. This is our job as parents, right? Teach our kids how to fly on their own. And as adults, we have to unlearn and reskill ourselves to function with this new way of thinking. And our brains want to keep doing what they've always been doing. But this is getting you nowhere fast, right? Remember, I'm always here to help. So please reach out to me and let me know what plans you have for your kids and how old they are and where they are right now and where you are in the process of doing all of these things. Or if this is a totally new concept for you and you really need help, I am here to help. You can always contact me through my website, momswhomoney.com. You can send me an email. Eileen at EileenJoy.com. You could DM me on socials at EileenJoyMoneyCoach anytime. And now it's time to thank yourself. Thank yourself for taking some time for yourself today. And remember that investing in yourself will always be your best investment. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, please share on your social media and tag me at EileenJoyMoneyCoach so I can see which episodes you're loving. The only way this podcast grows is by you sharing it. Please rate, review, and subscribe down below. See you next week.